that we're getting closer to the playoffs because 11 of the 12 teams in the NFFL have a shot. Not all of them are realistic, but there's a shot. Welcome to the NFFL Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Richard Headley, and... Let's bring you up to speed. This past week, three more playoff tickets were punched with Gridiron Mafia, Night Shift, and Awful Waffles all locking in their spots. Surprisingly... As I just mentioned, only Roster Guard 99 is truly mathematically eliminated. I just saw an ESPN graphic today, um, recording on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. All 32 teams in the NFL have a mathematical chance at the playoffs, even the 0-10 Browns. Sure, it'll take like 48 things to happen for them, including them winning six games straight, but... Yeah, we'll see. We'll get into playoff situations and who needs what to happen in a minute. But first... Another NFL injury update. Jake Elliott, kicker for the Eagles, left with a head injury and left his NFL team a little bit up up the creek without a paddle. Calvin Benjamin has a knee injury, that wide receiver in Buffalo that hasn't done a whole lot. Micah Hyde, DB, has a knee injury. Uh, Probably not too bad. It looks like he'll play this week. Chris Thompson, fractured fibula, needs surgery. He's done for the season. Deontay Foreman, another running back, Achilles tendon tear. He is done for the season as well. His rookie season was up and down, but ultimately seemed kind of disappointing. And Smokin' Jay Cuddy, quarterback for the Miami Fish, okay, Dolphins, is being evaluated for his second concussion of this season. Wow, that was certainly worth leaving the broadcast booth for. Anyway, if you got any of these guys on your team, hopefully they did not hurt you this week, and hopefully you have got a backup plan this week coming up for them. So let's uh, revisit that playoffs update. Now, as I mentioned, the top four spots are awarded already, or at least the first four. The seating will come later. Grizzles, Gladiators, Gridiron Mafia, Night Shift, and Awful Waffles. They're all four in, locked in. Here is a breakdown of the graphic you'll find on the cover art for this week. 302 and Outcasts are going head-to-head this week. One of them's going to win and lock it up. Both of them really only need a loss by Sweatman's Runners, though. So they could tie, and if Sweatman's Runners lose, they've locked in their spots. The Unsullied this week need a win and a loss by Sweatman's Runners. Look at that. Three teams' playoff hopes right now hinge on Sweatman's Runners. The Ninja Panthers, they need a win and losses by, once again, Sweatman's Runners and Jim and Kelly Hates Cancer. If that happens this week, then next week they need to win if Sweatman's Runners or Jim Kelly Hates Cancer does not lose this week. Sweatman's Runners, they need a win and losses by Ninja Panthers and Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, and then they need to win again next week. Lance Manlove, this week only needs a win and an unsolid loss to stay alive. 
But next week, we'll need to win with losses by the Ninja Panthers, Sweatman's Runners, and Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. And Jim Kelly Hates Cancer this week needs a win and losses by Lance Manlove, Sweatman's Runners, and the Ninja Panthers. And next week, we'll need to win again and have Sweatman's Runners and Ninja Panthers all lose. So really, Sweatman's Runners could be the most important team in the playoff field over the next two weeks. And even though they're eliminated, RosterGuard99 can still avoid the Pierce and play spoiler along the way. They showed us last week they can still be competitive. So it's anyone's guess. So, speaking of last week, let's take a look at how things played out last week. Damn it! Sorry, guys. I, I, I lost my composure out there. I'm an idiot. Frankie, don't worry about it, all right? We're going to make those points up, I promise you that. Your skin's going to grow back, too. Hopefully you're not one of the teams that was left reacting like that. There were a couple of teams that just dropped a deuce right there, some even at the end. Let's start off with Night Shift taking on Lance Manlove. This was dramatic, and retroactively, I'm going to name it Week 11's Game of the Week. Because not only was it dramatic, and neck to neck, neck to neck, neck and neck, all the way through to the last three minutes of, of the Monday night game, but there was a playoff spot clinched in those final three minutes. For night shift, LaShawn McCoy was once again a beast, finally over the last two weeks, returning to form. Evan Ingram, Adrian Peterson, and Kenyon Drake were all disappointments, and they all contributed to... Night Shift only reaching number 8 in this week's offensive rankings. And oddly enough, even though all the numbers are in, and Night Shift is still the first-ranked defensive unit this season, this week they continue their downward trend, only reaching number 8, matching their offensive rank. For Lance Manlove, Big Ben almost hung a 50-burger on the Night Shift. And you could hear Lance Manlove's owner crowing about it Thursday night. But they counted their chickens before they hatched. Jay Ajayi disappeared in the second half of his game, and he was having a good first half. Vince William was really nice for the Steelers' linebacking core, but once Doug Baldwin caught that touchdown in the final three minutes of the Monday night game, Lance Manlove's owner turned off the TV, turned around to the podium, and had this to say. (laughs) Are you questioning the validity of my plan? 302 took on Awful Waffles. And 302, Dak Prescott. You should be ashamed of yourself. Look at you. Shame. Shame on what you are. Wow. We are truly seeing just how important a left tackle is to an offensive line and their quarterback. Tyreek Hill in his first game with 302 was good, but not great. And Travis Kelsey... Got in on the action of throwing a pick. That's a fun highlight. You should go find it and watch it. But rest assured, 302, your butt kicking was sealed. Did the math. Even if you had started Keenan Allen and his 34 points you left on the bench, and Latavius Murray and his 22 points, you still would have lost. You're right. I'm ashamed. For Awful Waffles, simply a powerhouse. Number one in offense and defense both this week. No one else could have come close. Another solid game for Captain Kirk Cousins. 
Alvin Kamara was a hero in real life as well as on the fantasy field this week. And Preston Brown, newbie to the squad, 20 points. Nicely done. In fact, you did so well this week off of Waffles that you earned the Whoop-Ass Award of the week with 53.70-point margin of victory. You're third in the last four games. Now, 302, uh, I think they're getting a little bit fed up with the media scrutiny because uh, this is what they had to say in their press conference post-game. First, we'd like to congratulate Matthias and the Awful Waffles on their uh, shellacking over our team this past weekend. Uh, Congratulations. You really have handed it to us. And, you know, this is our first press conference in a few weeks, and we're on a three-game losing streak all to the Haterade team. So, you know, they have stepped up and really handed it to us when we called them out. So, you know, we we deserve the ass-whooping that we've gotten. Uh, I'll now take questions. No, no, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, we're only focused on the future. We're not going to talk about the past. Uh, we're focused clearly right now on the outcast, and that's it. Next question. You know, Yahoo, no one gives a shit what you think. Uh, everyone has such high expectations of our team. Um just because you assume the other team isn't very good and that we're going to win doesn't mean that we're just going to take this week off and not focus. Uh, you know, because we have a tendency at 302 to think like that around here. Instead of just, you know, kicking ass like we're supposed to, um, we tend to think that we're going to steamroll people. And, and like we've seen in the last three weeks, we can't just do that. Next question. And you know what? Questions like that piss me off. So, don't even ask questions like that again. Yahoo. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about the trade. Uh, we're only talking about football. We're only talking about this coming game against the Outcast. Next question. Nope. Dak is my quarterback. I have all the confidence in the world in Dak. Uh, he has had an excellent season. Uh, last week was his really his only poor performance of the year. Um, he is secure in his starting role i'm not looking for another quarterback and even if i was uh the team i'm playing next week has all of them so i it doesn't matter dak is my quarterback next question you know if if worms had machine guns they wouldn't be scared of them either yep yeah you know i have a four little letter word for that it's w-o-r-k that's what we're going to be putting in this week work and we'll come out to play. We have two games left in the season. We want to clinch a playoff spot. We got uh, Ben and then Jonathan, uh, two rivals, and we just want to finish the season strong. Thank you, guys. 302's owner uh, questioned uh, as the games were going on toward the end of the weekend whether or not they were in danger of pooping. And uh, 302, I, I have to tell you. This is like a poop tornado. This is like a, a poop-nado. Stop. Pooping. You are indeed pooping, and you need to stop, or you will not reach the promised land of the playoffs. Gridiron Mafia took on the Unsullied. This was projected to be the game of the week, and it was pretty good toward the end. It was close after the late game Sunday, but Gridiron Mafia pulled ahead Sunday night, and Unsullied just couldn't make up the difference. For Gridiron Mafia, Mark Ingram was solid. Alex Smith, however, was a disappointment in fantasy and in real life. 
Carlos Dunlap on this roster outscored him. But Steven Goskowski, 62-yard field goal in Mexico City. Nicely done. Put up some nice points for your squad there. On the other side, the unsullied Drew Brees returns. And Larry Fitzgerald seems to have pretty decent chemistry with Blaine Gabbert. However, Gronk, Kareem Hunt, and Julio Jones are all in the midst of cold or at least underperforming snaps. On the plus side, you did have the number two defense this week. Grizzles Gladiators took on Sweatman's Runners, and it was predicted to be the game of the week, and it was close. We had some really good tight games this week. Todd Gurley had a pretty decent day in a disappointing real-life loss. Melvin Gordon was pretty pedestrian in a game that he should have run all over the place. Good grief, L.A. Chargers against the Bills. That was sad for the Bills. Offensively, Devontae Parker was really the only disappointment that you guys had on your squad this week. For Swipemans Runners... Is an okay day on the Cooper coaster. And Tariq Cohen showed up and showed up big, giving some nice points, almost hit the 20-point mark. If Austin's Hooper's two catches had gone for more than minus one yards, you might have been able to pull this one out. Only lost by four points, you know. Could have picked up, uh, you know, 30, 40 yards or maybe a touchdown from Cooper instead of Tululo or whatever his name is, catching that long bomb from Matt Ryan. But anyway, I digress. Well, let's give a hand to our number four defense this week, especially the performance of Telvin Smith. Now, Swatman's runners seemed a little bit dazed after this game, so let's uh, listen in briefly on his press conference and see if he had any keen observations. Trying to get our two boys ready to carry them to the golf tournament for practice, right? Twelve cats live across the road. Screen's broke. We need to get a new screen door, but the screen's broke, so you can come in through the screen, but you can't get back out of it. I turn and look. There's a little kitty cat in our in our kitchen. So I said, "What are you doing in here, little kitty cat?" By that time, eh, the cat turns, tries to get back out. That screen won't go that way. Cat starts going all crazy. And I told our players, we need more dogs. Bo's barking in the back. I have to go shut Bo up. Mel's like, "What's going on?" I said, "It's a cat in the house. Cat in the house." I said, "Yeah, there's a cat in the house." So I told our players, I tried to let it out the front door. The cat's still going crazy in there. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Jim Kelly Hates Cancer took on the Ninja Panthers in this week's Toilet Bowl Game of the Week. The ground this game was back and forth, and the game wasn't truly decided until Monday night, but neither team seemed to want to do anything to win. For Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, only Duke Johnson and Jamal Williams outperformed their expectations. Everyone else was subpar at best. Oh, and Quan Alexander on the defensive side. He had a decent day. On the plus side, the points were not on the bench, so you couldn't have done any better. For Ninja Panthers, Carson Wentz was good, but not excellent. All your offensive studs crapped the bed. Ertz, White, 
Benjamin, Crowell, Sanders. You're lucky you pulled this one out. This truly was painful to watch. It made me feel like visiting the toilet. Outcast took on RosterGuard99 in our final game of the week. Now I have to start by asking Outcast, how do you pick up five extra quarterbacks, three who outscored your starter, leave them on the bench, and lose to a one-win team who started Fitzpatrick at quarterback, an injured wide receiver who didn't even play, and J.J. Nelson. You suck! Alex Collins and C.J. Anderson had decent days, as did Richard Matthews and Robert Woods, but adding insult to injury, the points to win this game were on the bench. Start Dalton and Lockett in place of Goff and Aguilar. We're having a different conversation. For Rostergaard 99, nicely done. Antonio Brown won it for you. You were number six in offense on the back of A.B.'s play. And not dead last in defense. Number 11, but still not dead last. The role of spoiler can indeed be a fun one to play and put together another two games like that, and you will avoid the pierce, I'm sure. Outcast did take the podium briefly for a press conference. Seemed a little emotional. Let's hear what they had to say when asked specifically about their quarterback situation. You guys can point the finger at him. You, you can talk about the vacation. And if you do that, it's really unfair. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. And if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. We lost as a team. We lost as a team, man. That's it for looking back. Let's look forward to week 12 with our week 12 previews. There are lots of rematches this week. In fact, four of the six games being played are rematches. And Lance Manlove and Jim Kelly Hates Cancer both need revenge on the teams they played earlier this season to keep their playoff hopes alive. I will make them pay for what they've done. First up, we're going to look at Ninja Panthers taking on Lance Manlove in what is projected to be the Brown Note game of the week. The Brown Note! Lance Manlove has been trending downward in meeting his team's projections, and Ninja Panthers has underperformed in every single game this season and ranks lower offensively and defensively season-long than Lance Manlove does. Not saying that the outcome of this one is, is predetermined, but it doesn't look positive. For Ninja Panthers, you want to win, start Brady over Wentz this week. Brady goes against the Dolphins or Wentz against the Bears, who are surprisingly good against opposing quarterbacks. I think the Bears are better than a lot of us want to give them credit for. Lance Manlove, I already said it. You need this game to stay alive. It's hard to not 
start Big Ben after last week's home explosion with a long week of rest and a primetime game against the reeling Packers. But Cam Newton could be just as good or even better against the Jets. So watch the quarterback position in this game. Both teams, it's going to hinge on quarterback play. I'm picking Ninja Panthers to end Lance Manlove's playoff aspirations. RosterGuard99 is going to take on Sweatman's Runners. For RosterGuard, they need the wide receivers to pick up the slack to win. Wallace has a nice matchup against the Texans, and A.B. can work wonders against Green Bay. If Sterling Shepard can be back in time for Thursday's game, he should add to the mix as well and give them some pretty decent points. For Sweatman's Runners, it's the Amari Cooper coaster yet again. Expect it to be a down week, but watch Thursday's game. If Xavier Rhodes is healthy enough to play... You could be in trouble. If he sits, Golden Tate could be a nice little sneaker play there to get some points. I am picking Sweatman's Runners to win, though. Gridiron Mafia is going to take on Night Shift in our projected game of the week. This is two 8-3 and three teams both headed to the playoffs, squaring off. For Gunnar Mafia, watch quarterback. Alex Smith was absolutely dreadful last week against the Giants, but he gets a home game against the really bad Bills defense this week in Kansas City in November. So we all know it's tough to play there. For Night Shift, looking at the defense, T.J. Watt has disappointed in three straight games. And Garrett has yet to match his first game performance. Both need to step it up. I'm taking Gridiron Mafia to take this one. 302, we're going to take on the Outcast. For 302, quarterback. Prescott's been horrible since losing his left tackle and Zeke. And now he's got a short week against a defense who has held their last five quarterbacks they faced to one touchdown or less. And you have another recipe for a poor outing. For outcasts, two questions. One, which one of your QBs do you start this week? And two, can Lockett replace Woods' scoring output with Woods being out for the next couple weeks? I'm going to pick 302, and it's going to be a tighter game than we might expect. Awful Waffles is going to take on Grizzles Gladiators in the penultimate game of this week. For Awful Waffles, Captain Kirk to the end zone. Will he have another strong week against the New York Giants defense? Maybe. We all kind of thought that the Chiefs would do better, but then they decided to show up against the Chiefs. And will Baltimore keep Jadavian Clowney and his very nice points totals over the last few weeks in line? They do really well against defensive linemen on the season, and these are the two to watch. For Grizzles Gladiators, Marvin Jones, I just had to look, my notes say Narvin Jones. Didn't know that was a valid word. Marvin Jones is the only wide receiver on the roster I don't like this week. He has been strong three of the last four games, but the Vikings will make it tough on him this week, especially if Xavier Rhodes is playing. I am going to pick off a Waffles to win this week. Our final game of the week is Jim Kelly Hates Cancer taking on the Unsullied. For Jim Kelly, I would rather see Alfred Morris start than Danny Woodhead. The Chargers give up a lot to the running backs. While Woodhead is coming off, the IR only has a week of game play under his belt, and he's he's going to be running up against the best run defense in the league 
against the Texans this week. For the Unsullied, Drew Brees will probably come back to earth in a road game against the tough Rams passing D. But Bell, and hopefully Hunt, should make up the point difference in their matchups against very porous run defenses. I'm going to pick the Unsullied to bounce back from last week. Buddy, I don't know who you are. You're about to get chlamydia. You never know what you're going to get, and you never know what they're going to give you when you go to the waiver wire. These are our top three free agent pickups of the week. Number three was Chris Boswell, kicker for Pittsburgh. Gave the Ninja Panthers 20.60 points. Number two is Vontae's Nobody's Perfect, linebacker for Cincinnati. 27.40 points gained for the Unsullied. And the number one play of the week, (laughs) number one free agent pick of the week, Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback for Tampa Bay, just shy of 30 points for roster guard 99 in their second win of the season as they upset the outcasts. Bad break of the week time. I've got two this week, so you guys pick which one's worse. The first all share is Lance Manlove. Took the lead early in the Monday night game and held it until Doug Baldwin cut a 29-yard touchdown with three minutes left in the game. This was the best lineup they could have fielded this week. There were not points on the bench that would have made a difference, and they lost in the final minutes. The second option, the outcasts. They hoarded what was expected to be the best available quarterbacks on the waiver wire in hopes to block roster guard 99 from finding one that would work for them. Sat them all and had three of them outscore their starting quarterback and lost to the one and nine, the previously one and nine roster guard 99. So you guys pick which one is truly this week's bad break of the week. Let's move into the power rankings. This week, no change in the top three or the bottom three. But, Awful Waffles did move up three slots, maybe our biggest mover of the season, and Ninja Panthers bounced up one. Meanwhile, 302, Outcasts, Unsolid, and Swetman's Runners all dropped a spot in the power rankings. Remember, power rankings are based on season-long offense and defensive totals and win-loss records. I do like that. Picks record didn't do too well last week. I went 2-4 and four last week, bringing me to 43-27 and 27 on the season. So, yeah, I mean, overall I'm looking good, but last week was not a good week for me. Two weeks left in the season for picks. Just a reminder, this week I picked Ninja Panthers, Sweatman's Runners, Gridiron Mafia, 302, Awful Waffles, and The Unsullied to all win. So we'll check in next week to see how that went. And as we close out this week's episode, remember, set your lineups early. There are three games on Thanksgiving night. Well, Thanksgiving day and night. Minnesota's visiting Detroit. The Los Angeles Chargers visiting Dallas Cowboys. And New York's Giants are taking on Washington in Washington. Also remember, record a press conference if you don't like the ones I make up for you. And as always, thank you to Scotty Sweatman for his statistical magic work, setting up all the groundwork that I build the stats on for each episode. 
I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. I love playing with you guys. Eat lots of turkey. And Joe, don't beat me. I want to win. <laughs>